society has evolved and helped them and they still I don't think that it's been I I still I I, I understand what you're saying I do see a lot of us a lot of people like badgering them and saying like you don't you you need to do this because we had to do this when we were little And, and I'm on the flip side saying like I'm excited that they're doing these things for you. And I want you to understand how this sets you up for life. Right. And I think if those, those type of conversations were held, those would, that would help break generational things. I think that we, Hmm. Let me see. I can't explain this. I'll use my, me and my wife, for example, my wife is crazy. You know, and what? a lot of people, oh my, and a lot of people have your reaction, like, oh my God, crazy Lord, he didn't say, say that. Uh, but that says more about me than it does her. When we call someone crazy, it simply means I, I don't understand what you're saying or why you're acting the way you're acting. Now, I don't understand it. You see what I'm saying? Now, once I can get a better understanding of what you're saying, I no longer deem it crazy. Mm hmm. Because I have an I have an understanding. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, people call Jesus crazy. They didn't understand what he was saying. They called Martin Luther King crazy. They didn't understand what he was saying. They called Galileo crazy. But once they figured out the world is round, huh? He's not crazy. Oh, black people are people. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like once they begin to understand, mm-hmm. now it's no longer crazy. You see what I'm saying? So it's, so when we call things crazy. For my wife, I, I deem her, I say, you're acting crazy. It's more so about me not understanding than her. So now what I try to do is let me understand. And so for for this generation, or even, and vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. Like, that is crazy. Y'all got this opportunity before you. How is it? You know what I'm saying? But that's the conversation we had. Uh, not so much as it gets to make them understand what we're saying, but let's tap into what the other side is saying to understand because it's like, just like you say, for, you know, it's when, 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 when you're saying it, it's just like they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's like to not have or be placed in an environment where people are managing well for you in your education, mm-hmm. pushing you to places that are going to keep you from being in situations where you don't want to be. Like, you don't, you don't realize that you're in a that you're in a privileged position. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't realize that until you're in an unprivileged position. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like their eyes can't be open until they kind of see that. Kind of just like they, those kids were scared straight, like they don't know, like, you're going to jail. Like and until they kind of see that for themselves, like oftentimes that's too late. But you know what I'm saying? But just that aspect, I think that, you know, we don't really understand the other side. And so, like, that's crazy. <laughs> that yes. That, now, that does, make, that does make sense. Like, thinking about, like, how generationally, I want to, just for a second, because you are a doctor and I do have you on the phone, talk about um, how we could verge and, like, diverge this virus from taking us all out. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, I just had, do you remember Dina, uh, Maurice, yeah. from All Points? Oh, yeah. So, Dina yeah, was Dina. just on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she was going live before her shift. She's in Atlanta. And she was just, she was in a hotel and she was saying, I'm getting ready to go eat. I'm getting ready to go do my 12 hour shift. And she said, I just want to get on here and tell you all like, hey, I, um, 
and damn it, I think she said, was it? I think she quoted Diversion too, the movie. Uh, something about not today or something, and not gonna die today or something like that. She said, that's what she tells her patients. That's what she goes on the ICU floor saying, like, my patients are not going to die today. That's what they're going to do. I'm going to make sure that they survive the night. And she was just on there telling people, like, y'all, if you don't have to go outside, stay in the house. Like, why are you all going outside? And I know in Mississippi, where I'm from, there were so many, like, Mississippi just got put on. <clears throat> shelter in place uh, I think Atlanta just got put on shelter in place and I think Atlanta's governor was the one that said something about he didn't know that you could catch the virus if the person didn't look like they had the virus but I, I digress but on there she was constantly just talking about like wash your hands stay in the house and she was talking and she started talking about the curve and I've been trying to explain this to people in conversation. I'm not a doctor. Don't don't claim to be. But I've been paying attention and I like watch all everybody that is a classmate of mine who like does anything in the medical field. I'm looking at their stuff. That's why I sent you that thing the other day, because I was like, I don't believe some of what she's saying, because some of this sounds a little bit off. So I'm going to see what Maurice say. <laughs> some of this sounds a little bit off. But can you speak to the I wish she could see what we're talking about about this girl, but she was just enough coherent to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and somebody sent it to me and I was like, you know, she was so, when she was so calm and I was like, I don't know if she's really a doctor. Like, I don't, I don't know if she's a nurse or is she like the trash lady and she's taking out the trash. She puts this on <laughs> to say this because like, I, I don't think that I trust you all, the doctors and the nurses that I know who are on the front lines dealing with this disease. And like, like, I think I talked when I, when you and I talked the other day, I told you like how I talked to Michael and Michael was saying like, this shit is real. And like, like that's the, he was legit on his live cussing. He was like, I've been going off on people, stand, telling people to stay inside. He said that he had saw somebody like throw a live party. <laughs> And he was on there live telling like y'all they said social distancing like this shit is for real, and you know he was saying like hey we I can't talk about like exactly what's happening but this is real like it's real life, and yeah. I don't know how to not saying that I need to learn how to but I don't know how to like get across I want to get across to my listeners like why is it important for us to stay inside wash our hands and like follow these guidelines until we like crush the curve. And so, I mean, I think we can definitely tie this into mismanagement because even mm -hmm. the whole why we're in a quote-unquote pandemic is because uh, the situation has been mismanaged mm -hmm. at the highest level. And so if, if they say it's true and the disease came from China, well, China mismanaged the whole situation by not informing the world or not quarantining or not restricting travel. And so they mismanaged and that disease has gotten out of China now it's going to every part of the world. Well, we as a country were not prepared and mismanaged and we knew that this was going on. We didn't have adequate tests. We didn't have, we didn't gather proper equipment. We didn't tell people to, you know, be aware of this, quarantine yourselves or things like that, what to be aware of. We didn't stop travel. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. then it was mismanaged at that level. And so now it gets to the level at that it is. Now all we're trying to do is basically do things to manage it correctly. But so much mismanagement has gone on at the highest and highest of levels. Mm -hmm. so even the, the, the our leaders were telling us it's not that serious. You can still do what you want to do. It's not as bad as the flu and whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, then people are going to act accordingly. And so now the washing of the hands, the social distance and things like that are trying to keep the curve down. And this whole curve thing is not necessarily about the disease itself is more so about the disease itself in correlation with the ability of the healthcare system to manage it. And so if disease spikes up so much, we won't have enough beds in the hospital, ventilators, uh, staff and personnel to handle such an explosion of cases. Mm -hmm. But if the, if the quote unquote curve stays low, 
we can manage it effectively because it won't go as high of a number beyond the capacity for the healthcare system to handle. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's, that's like why those boats and stuff were sent to New York with those beds mm-hmm. for people that actually don't have the coronavirus but need to they still do need to be in a the hospital. They sent like exactly. two uh navy submarines there to do to handle that. Exactly. So okay. so that's so that's more so what the whole third thing is about is the healthcare system being able to handle the surge in cases. And so uh that's important because if it doesn't then you're gonna be in a situation like you have in Italy where you having to make life and death decisions. I mean, my dad is really was having to decide who gets the ventilator and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. They're making really life and death choices. And so, okay, this person is older, they got a lot more comorbidities. This person is a little younger, they may do better. This person has to come off the vent and this person has to get on the vent because they didn't have enough. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you don't want to get to that point. And so that's why they're making more ventilators now and things like that. But it is a serious situation, um, you know, that people don't really understand because they don't see. And I, I, we can't share everything, of course, um, behind the scenes. But, you know, I've had recently had close friends that passed away from it. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, just the whole uh, way that the disease has taken a toll is totally different because, you know, people think that, you know, people die and are crazy and you mourn and things like that. But you can't even do that. Like you're doing to do it because you can't be in the room with your loved ones because they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. You can't be there for their last moments. You can't hold their hand. You can't hear their last words. You can't say your last piece and feel, you know, because they're quarantined. And so now, because everybody's quarantined, you and your gals, everybody's that, you can't even console the wife or the, the mother or because social distancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, on top of that, the funeral can't be but five people at a grave site burial. Now you can't even honor them, even in death, because this situation, the way the coronavirus is set up. So <laughs> it's like... People don't see that aspect of it. They only see, oh, you might get sick, you might cough, whatever case may be. Yeah, true, that may be for some individuals. But in the on the flip side of it, like past that that stage, you know, that's what people don't see. Yeah. And people don't, and because they don't, because the virus is something that is novel or something not seen, or you might not have symptoms, they don't take it seriously. And I think that may be the more the why behind why you can't get through to people because I know what sick feels like. I know what sick is. Mm-hmm. Fever, cough, body aches. I don't feel that. I'm not sick. So why should I stay inside? I don't feel that. When I start feeling bad, and that's why I stay in. And these are the more dangerous patients or the dangerous cases. Not the people that are on the ventilator. I can get up for that. Not the people in the hospital that test positive. I can get up for that. I can put on the mask and everything else for those patients. It's the people walking around showing those symptoms that are the problem because they're spreading everything and my guard is down. They're spreading everything and your guard is down. They're walking around, feeling fine, touching everything, and everybody's guard is down because they're not showing symptoms. And these are the patients that are, these are the people that are passing things off, hadn't been tested, not showing symptoms, walking around, feeling fine, passing it on to people who are more susceptible. That's the danger. That's why you're telling people to stay inside. Not because you feel sick, not because you are feeling bad, but because you may have the propensity to pass it on more easily to someone who can't fight it off as easily. So, so that's, the, okay, that, that's the, the danger of it. Okay. Last question on this. So with it, as a just a regular Joe, like I had to go to the post office today. I went to the post office, came back to the house. I left my shoes at the door. I threw my clothes that I had on in the laundry room and I jumped in the shower. Uh, when I go outside, I have on gloves. And if I don't have on my little, I don't have a real mask, but I have like a, um, a little mask that uh, somebody bought me for the University of Memphis. It's like a little, uh, like a little face cover. I'll have that on and... 
I like I'm not beside anybody. Are those things that we need to do? Like we need to keep doing the six feet, uh, put on yeah. the gloves. Some people I've heard have said things like um, change gloves everywhere you go. So like when you come out of the store, take those gloves off, then put a new pair of gloves on. When you if you get out your car to go somewhere else, what what would you recommend people doing if they need to go outside to buy grocery or anything like that? Anything to lessen transmission would be helpful. You know, uh, there's new things coming out about masks. Uh, they were saying don't wear them. There's studies in Asia that has lower cases where they wear masks that is proven to maybe kind of help some. Uh, my thing is anything to reduce transmission of infection. So you got to change your gloves everywhere you go. Change your gloves everywhere you go. You want to wear a mask that makes you feel better? Do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Definitely take your clothes off. Definitely, you know, short of burning them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. The door, wash them. You know, take your showers. You know what I'm saying? Just try to curb uh, transmission just as much as possible. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any, and that's the, and that is the uh, scary thing to say. I'll say it if no one says it. No one really knows exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. based on what we see which is something that we haven't seen before in this manner that we've seen you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it's kind of like do what they say do the best you know how to do do the best you, you, you're you able to afford to do something they can't not be able to afford gloves or masks or the case may be but do the things necessary to curb transmission stay inside if you don't have to be outside you know that's what I would recommend uh but any extra stuff you want to do, hey, do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to wear the mask, wear the mask. You want to wear goggles, wear goggles. You want to wear a hairnet, wear a hairnet. Anything to curb transmission and you make you feel like you're safer, I'm okay with that because it ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> yeah, like anything to protect yourself is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Protect yourself from protect other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, I, as you were sitting here talking, I'm just thinking about all of this. And you said that we, um, you all, like the medical industry is saying they're giving these particular directives because we don't know exactly how to, like, handle it. And, like, all of the things that we've talked about in this conversation, we've talked about, like, people handling things be based off of what they knew how to handle. <laughs> right like based off of like I did this because this is what mom did or I did this because this is what my sister did and I didn't want to do it and like thinking about um, this in all forms and tying it back to when you opened up and you said that you felt like everything was about um, management like right. thinking about like how we manage this like I um, was talking to another friend and the discussion that we had around this and then like me talking like trying to come up with a concept for um, today's thing and thinking about it um, thinking about generational mismanagement um, we also think about like mismanagement in our finances Uh, and thinking about financial literacy now I know I have verges of all ethnicities so I'm not just going to uh, I don't want to single out any particular ethnicity per se, but thinking about like in most um, poverty stricken homes, what do you think that are some things that are mismanaged from the jump that uh, equates consistent years of not having ownership of certain things and not being able to do certain things? And how do you think that we can get away from that? What are things that we can do? Like I was telling a student this morning, uh, I sent her a link to I, I invest on Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to teach myself how to do that. I don't know what I'm doing all the way yet. I'm working. Uh, but I sent it to my student and I was telling her, like, based off of the stuff that I read, now is like a great time to buy stocks. Mm-hmm. Like, go research the stock, see what it used to be, what it's normally at. So, like, for instance, um, I'm interested in buying stock and weed. 
<laughs> because the cannabis in- industry is taking off. So <laughs> I was doing research in it, like looking at top, the top dispensaries and like the, the top stock and all of that and all, and all of those things. And I was sending her things and I showed her where like uh, this one new dispensary that everybody is talking about, it was uh, 88 cents yesterday, 88 cents per stock yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Starbucks has gone down. Twitter was $23.24 yesterday. Um, Facebook was $123 yesterday. This morning it was $163. So like thinking about like how, how do we, what do we do to diverge from what our generations have normally had where we don't maybe own a house or can't pay bills on time? What do we do to diverge from that and manage those things properly? Okay. Um, I know we don't want to talk about ethnicity. I get that. But, um, but we can, we can, we can. Right. And, and I'm going to say this and try to be short about it, but that has to be addressed. Uh, because uh, there is a disparity in money according to the race. Mm-hmm. No other way around it. The uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters have an advantage based on uh, things and systematic oppression that has been put in place mm-hmm. uh, for years. Mm-hmm. And so because Black people were not allowed to get loans and black farmers weren't allowed to get loans and things like that. We weren't allowed in certain schools and we weren't allowed in certain areas to advance in wealth. Our Caucasian brothers and sisters had a head start and this wealth was passed down to them. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Whereas a lot of us, we're trying to verge where we're first timers in accomplishing a lot of things. Our parents may have been first time homeowners so we may be the first to have homes or we may be the first to graduate levels of college and get levels of education mm-hmm. but things were not passed down to us so I may be a physician living um, first time physician living in a certain thing my dad went to, came to my graduation he's like man he always made him cry because I was a first time graduate in medical school however my classmates were four fifth sixth generation doctors mm. and imagine what they had passed down to them in knowledge and wisdom and finances, they had no debt because their parents were able to pay that off. Their parents were able to give them their first home. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Whereas I, first time homeowner, you know, I had to pay for my own house. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Got my, have college, have uh, medical school debt, things like that. You see what I'm saying? So, whereas they're starting from zero. I'm starting from negative trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. And so when they pass on things to their kids, they can give them their first house because they came out debt free. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. financial thing is a whole bit different. And so we've been taught to try to accomplish the American dream, own a home, uh, have a job, have a family, own your car. You know what I'm saying? That's the American dream. However, that may not be the formula for it for us. Yes. So when uh, our Japanese or our uh, Korean or Chinese brothers and sisters come over, they get a group together, four or five of them. They may stay in one house, but they all work a business. They pool their money and resources together. Mm-hmm. Now, once that one business grows, then they'll branch off. One person runs that business and they'll get together and start another business. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're trying to achieve the American dream individually, but in actuality, we're in a position where we probably should be trying to pull our resources together to accomplish certain goals. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just, just an example, if you had $5,000 or $4,000 or whatever as a refund, you can invest your $4,000 or your $5,000. But if I had five or ten other people with that same five thousand or four thousand dollars, see how much more money you're looking at and the possibility of what you can do. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. a mindset about wealth and money can't always be about the dream that is painted before us. We have to look at ourselves and begin to pull our resources together. And, you know, that comes from being mismanaged. You know, as I, you know, trust issues, I, you know, we want, we want it all. We want 100% of 
of what we make and invest and things like that. But my dad always told me, uh, 100% of nothing is nothing. Yep. 20% of something is something. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just starting out from that standpoint, I think that our mindset about um, what we do and wealth has to be changed from doing this by ourselves to thinking about teaming up with like-minded people, mergers, to do mm-hmm. something together and then branch off as opposed to trying to do it all individually in one fell swoop. But that generational, uh, I mean, uh, wealth from a racial standpoint and in our mindsets in that regard, uh, I would say just, you know, starting out, we're just talking about money, though, from individual standpoint, it's just focusing on, uh, I think our focus so is on getting more money. And I think that that's oftentimes the wrong focus to go in with. Because if I get more money, if I haven't done an assessment of what I am making or where I am now, if I get more, I'm just going to mismanage the more I get. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we should do is assess what you got. Evaluate your spending habits. Seeing where you can make the cuts uh, to your finances now to manage what you have better. Things like um, if you don't have to have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Channel, all those together, cut some of those. Cut cable. You know what I'm saying? Cut costs where you can. Don't eat out all the time. Uh, couponing, uh, carpooling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, change your phone plan. Any of, the, any of these things that may not be necessary doing an assessment of what you have and then figuring out, okay, I can live with this, I can live without that. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to get more money, assess what you have first and foremost. And then other things like, you know, paying off your debt, snowballing. Uh, what I mean by snowballing is you got more than one type of debt, either consolidate it or pay off the smaller debt. Take that money that you pay in the smaller debt, put it on the bigger debt. I mean, just snowball it to try to get out of debt. You know, maintaining credit, pay your bills on time. Uh, just things like that that are just sound financial tools. If you don't know, uh, get with somebody that is able to teach you about money, teach you about finance, teach you about investment, mutual funds, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, books by Dave Ramsey are pretty good, or just someone that's knowledgeable. If you don't know how to uh, invest or you want to get into investments, have someone invest your money for you. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. things, just, just, like I said, just becoming financially literate and knowledgeable. You know, I think that that would definitely be uh, the crux of basically everything that I'm trying to tell you. These are probably in every financial book that you probably could ever read. And they'll go into more details. You know what I'm saying? Like me just saying these things won't teach you how to do them, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but no. actually get into the meat and potatoes of it to kind of just see, okay, this is what I have and just assessing specifically, you know, for you, you know what I'm saying? And to not look at other people, this works for them. That's fine. That works for them. That might not work for me. Yeah. Figuring out what works for you. Um, you know, everybody might not be able to invest like you are investing now you know what I'm saying but what can you do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah and the the way the reason I brought this up is because um, when we were talking about it the other day you brought it mm-hmm. I think we spoke about like me thinking about like Chick-fil-A and some other stuff or whatever and you were giving me information on it and I so what I did last year um, I started reading up on it mm-hmm because somebody else had um, reached out to me, a gentleman had reached out to me and was saying something about investing in something or whatever, but never got back to me with any information. So I left it alone and I started researching stuff on myself and I found that Robinhood was an actual good little site that you can go on and it would show you how to invest your money. Um, right. It gives you like different little articles that you can read so you can understand what it means when it says a dividend, and, you know, like the jargon that goes uh, as far as like, but then dealing with the stock market. So I took a plunge last year and I call it a plunge because I'd be like certain stuff. Like if I'm not good at it, I don't want to fool with it or whatever. But I was like, I'm going to jump off. I have an extra hundred dollars this month. I'm going to jump off and I'm going to uh, invest this hundred dollars in some way, shape or form. So I went on and I was looking and I found Ford was reasonably priced and 
damn it, is this print? No. <laughs> so they give you one for free when you sign up. And I think print is the one share that I got for free. Okay. And then I got um, shares in GoPro. And I'm trying to look at it. Okay. So I got five shares in Sprint, uh, five shares in Sprint, five shares in GoPro. And yesterday, because I had two people to sign up under my code, I now have a share <laughs> in ADT and a share in Sirius XM Radio. Dang, that's what's up. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. it's, and it's very small because they are, a lot of these are, um, the, the stock the price the price of it is down but like I was telling mm-hmm. a cousin that called me yesterday I was like just start from somewhere and I sent him the information that I was looking at and then I was like mm-hmm. YouTube is a university all in of its own <laughs> like YouTube will teach you everything so I went on right. last night and I was watching YouTube videos where it talks about like you know just breaking down like the terminology around mm-hmm. what what means and how to do this and how to do that and I am my dad invests a lot so I'm going to reach out to him and I want to do that but I think that the, um, this is me managing my finances right and not mismanaging them this is me thinking about like how now I've done a, a decent job how now can I make myself better how now can I manage these things better to help so I, if I have this extra hundred dollars how can I do something different to make some type of residual money where I'm not thinking about my regular check. Right. And, and there are things out there like, you know, like you said, the investments and personal investments, something platforms, there's something called Forex uh, trading that a lot of people are trying to get into. Uh, you said Forex? F-O-R-E-X, foreign exchange trading. Um, what that is, is it's not trading on the stock market, it's trading on the exchange. So basically, like if you when you go to another country, mm-hmm. you're seeing currency. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you go to the United States to Canada, based on the amount of the dollar at that particular time, you may get you know a certain amount of Canadian dollars. And if you come back, the money you exchange from the U.S. dollar to the Canadian dollar will be so much. Forex trading is basically doing that. Um, Selling or trading at those uh, at those dollar amounts, and that changes every day uh, on the hour, on the second. It goes up and it goes down. People trade that particular currency. That makes any sense? What I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I go to Canada and the dollar is more, you know what I'm saying? I'll get more Canadian money. And then if I want to come back and exchange it for U.S. dollars, depending on if the dollar is going down or up, I may get more money than when I gave when I came in. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of, that's kind of the whole concept of foreign exchange. A lot, lot more nuance to it, but that's kind of the whole concept of it. Uh, and then, you got, like I said, you got mutual funds, a safer way to invest for a lot of people. Um, not putting your all your stock in, in your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if one stock does well, uh, it can kind of bring up the entire group. But if one stock does terribly, you didn't lose all your money because the other stock may have stayed stable and or other stocks went up. So that's kind of the whole safety of mutual funds that people get into. But, you know, in addition to managing your finances well, uh, another thing that affects your finances is managing the rest of your life well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have management of your life, then it's going to affect your finances. If you mismanage your health, you're going to be in the hospital. And all that money that you manage well in finances, guess where that's going to be going? To pay hospital bills. You know what I'm saying? If you yep. mismanage your relationships or you get divorced or you're spending money you know, on a, on a relationship partner that's not financially feasible. It's going to drain your finances. Mm-hmm. You understand? You, you know, mismanage your job, you'll get fired. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So it's just other facets of your life. Every other facet of your life, you know, it can affect the other facets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the, that's the whole concept that, you know, I want to touch on about in management. It's not just you can manage, you can manage one area of your life very well, very well, be proficient in it. But the other areas of your life are lacking. Ultimately, it'll drain that particular area that you are managing well. So, yeah, 
all of this ties into one big thing. Like everything that we're on the verge of all ties in together somehow. Like I'm on the verge of not being a, a little chunky monkey anymore once I stop eating certain stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Once I stopped eating, um, I, the other night I recorded myself making what I call lazy girl shrimp fried rice, and I made my own shrimp fried rice in the house with like I cooked my own shrimp. I, I had some steak in there and everything, but I, I like steamed all of the stuff, the vegetables or whatever to put in there, and I I microwave the rice. So I was like really really lazy, but it was delicious. <laughs> It probably wasn't nutritious, but it was delicious. <laughs> well, like this has been a fun hour, Mr. Furge, Dr. Furge. How how is your baby and your wife? Man, Man they are good. They are they're at home. I'm getting ready to go to the hospital tomorrow. So I'm in the hotel room, but they are doing well. Um, do you travel state to state with your new job with your business now is it like a state to state thing I am licensed in Mississippi Alabama and Georgia right so I travel zero state come on now that is so awesome so if you could leave us with some final words of encouragement like things that we could do just to help impact our generations differently at what regardless of what age you are as a virgin listening to me boomer x z millennial whomever you are how if there was just a, a good phrase that you could give them to like make sure this is how you begin to impact and do something different what would you leave us with hmm, i guess that's a good topic of the day um, and that all ties into one another because mismanagement isn't personal. When you mismanage, it affects more than you. Mm-hmm. And your mismanagement affects me, and my mismanagement affects you. Hell, the mismanagement in China affects the whole world. Yep. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> so, you know, just, just that, it's time to it's following the theme and topic of the day. I think that would be. Um, an important point that we all interconnected, we all interrelated, but you know, no one burdens alone, no one does anything alone, and you know, I I encourage people, I need people to be on their P's and Q's and birds and, and succeed because that ultimately helps me to get to where I need to go and where I need to be. So yeah, I told them about you um, before I called you out. That what took me so long to call you because I told you I was calling you at six, but I started the show without you. And I was like, well, I had a classmate that <laughs> called me, and I want to tell you a little bit about him. And he called because he was like, you're not you're not doing the show no more. I was like, yeah, I am doing the show. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. We didn't buy this thousand dollar equipment for nothing. <laughs> We're gonna utilize the shit out of this equipment. But thank you so much for joining, and also thank you so much for being like so kind and giving me that call the other day. I, like I. I really appreciate it. It was uh, it was an extra kick in the butt that I needed. I was getting back on anyway, but I was like, okay, people like, I guess God sent you to me to just be like, people listening to you, Akilah's like, so <laughs> go ahead. Keep doing what you're doing. So I appreciate that so much. No problem. No problem. Thank you for out here helping us birds, man. Help us birds. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Thank you so much. And please, please stay safe. I know you are going to be safe when you do everything um, and just wishing you the best on everything. And I can't wait to tag your name on Facebook so we can share this podcast. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, Verge on. You are correct. You have a good night, Maurice. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, Virgins. Tonight we talked for almost an hour and 20 minutes. Come on now. So, um, we really touched on some really, really big things. I think, um, like thinking about generationally, how things affect us and thinking about, um, the decisions that we make. I think that, um, when we are dealing with anything impactful in our lives, like it could be you seeing your mother, um, date a different guy every few months um, or you seeing a cousin date several different girls or mistreat several different girls um, 
you have to, whatever it is, or you seeing your grandmother be a gardener and you decide like, hey, I don't just want to grow the garden. I want to take the garden and do something else. Whatever it is that you see that is showing you something that is giving you uh, insight into a new part of the world, you have to be receptive and decide how you're going to utilize the information that is put in front of you. So if you see a, a cheating cousin who mistreats a female or a cheating cousin who's a female and she mistreats guys, you have to decide if that is who you want to be, right? You have to decide if, hey, I'm going to pick up this particular thing and that's how I'm going to act. If your family is known for fighting all the time and everybody want to fight every time you turn around, somebody fighting a drunk or whatever, if that's what you want to do, like I'm not knocking it, but you got to decide who it is that you want to be, right? You have to decide how are you, how are you going to manage your life? How are you going to manage yourself? Right now, what we're living in is, um, the perfect storm. And I know you're probably like, what do I mean? Like, what is that? That oxymoron. Um, this is the perfect time for you to decide to diverge on whatever the particular thing is that you are on the verge of that you feel is like a generational thing or something that is hindering you. Um, Speaking and listening to my classmate, Maurice, and I'm just so excited. I'm so thankful that I'm a part of the class of 2000 from, from Kahoma Agricultural High School, uh, currently known as uh, Kahoma Early College. So glad that I'm a part of that class. The best class to grace those halls was the class of 2000. And uh, sitting, like, sitting here thinking and listening to him and unpacking this, thinking about generationally, what is it that has been impactful and how can I unpack what in how can I unpack what impacted me and utilize it right what am I going to take out of this how am I going to break that thing apart and see how I can use it and right now in this perfect storm of a time you can decide on the things that you're going to do and think about how you're going to utilize your time um I am a, 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 a by career I am an English teacher and uh Right now, with this pandemic, we, we, we've had to change up our way of learning for our babies. So my kids see me on Tuesday and Thursday. And um, I tell them today, I, I asked them. We were um, on a live class in Google Meets, and I, we were just chatting. And I said, well, so what are y'all doing? And a couple of them like, Miss Miles, I'm sleeping. That's, that's why I came to your one o'clock meeting, because I, I wasn't up at nine. So I didn't come to, I'm sorry, I wasn't up at 10, because uh that I was sleeping. I played the game all night. Da, 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 da. And I told them, I said, that's okay. But when you wake up, you need to utilize your time wisely. What is it that you're going to do? There's so many of us that are laid off right now that are not working, that can't work, that are furloughed, that won't be going back to the job, that is that you are not an essential worker currently and you have to be at home. How are you utilizing your time at home with your kids? Or if you're like me and I'm at home by myself, what are you doing? Uh, each day I watch, like if I can give you an example for myself, each day I get up and do whatever it is that I need to do for my classes. My classes are on Tuesday and Thursday and on Monday mornings, I'm in a plethora of meetings <laughs> from um, about 8.30 to 11.30. And then after that, I have a little bit of free time where um, the kids get to speak to me or talk to me if they need to for a couple of hours. And then I work on whatever I'm gonna do for Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and I've been sitting down, like coming up with concepts, ideas of different things that I want to do and um, put in my show. And um, it's been an amazing time. I did, I'm not gonna lie, when spring break hit and all of this happened and when I understood the magnitude, I didn't think that it was gonna last this long until um, a little bit before last week. But when I saw this, I was like, okay, well, since I got an extra week out, away from the kids I'm just gonna take spring break and rest I'm not gonna do anything and when Maurice called me the other day and I was I had just spoken to a couple of other friends too we were just talking about like what we were doing with our time and you know some people saying like oh well, I'm still going and doing da 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 I'm like no I'm just sitting in my house looking around cleaning I um did some spring cleaning I cleaned the walls I decorated the walls because my mom um really got on me because she was like this is not normally how your house look you don't have blank walls and da 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 and whatever so I decorated them and sent her a picture so she could see that they're decorated per her demand 
and um, I <laughs> I hadn't used my treadmill in about nine months, and I went outside to like try to use it because I well I hadn't used it. I take that back. I hadn't used a treadmill since last uh, last May when I hurt my ankle because I couldn't get on and I wasn't supposed to do any activities like that on there. And I'm just gonna utilize it starting tomorrow to like do like a light walk on it or whatever. But I had to open it up and fix it, so I was really excited because I was like being all handy dandy y'all by myself um and I'm thinking about like recording different content right so um on Tuesday you are if you were on my 30 something inversion Facebook live you saw me cooking some lazy girl shrimp fried rice and egg rolls um I'm gonna do that again this coming Tuesday I don't know what I'm going to cook I'm thinking about doing a shrimp boil um Please, please inbox me at 30 something inversion on Facebook or you can go to <clears throat> my regular Facebook page and you can just post it on there and say, hey, Akila, I'm thinking that you should do this for your uh, meal once I uh, this drops today. Well, uh, tonight uh, for you. Um, yeah, we updated the site like I'm just I'm utilizing this time. I'm holding conversations. uh I'm watching shows that I never watched before, stuff that I would never see, that I would probably never watch. Uh, pushing myself to like try different things. I'm reaching out to family. I'm still selling shades, so I have like the clear, the clear frames, and I have like the shades. I still have those available. Please check those out. And also, y'all, please go check out like I have cups, I have pillows, I have hats, I have bags, I have. Um, I have just like a plethora of things and I would appreciate it like if y'all just like please go give me some foot traffic traffic if you see something you like please purchase it like yeah like but do something like utilize the time so I did my my living room um over the weekend I'm gonna deep clean my bedroom so I'm just utilizing my time I'm gonna be recording some stuff too um putting it out seeing if y'all like it hopefully you will and just doing more podcasts you're gonna hear a couple more podcasts from me a week now um versus um me doing them every Friday uh just because I don't have anything to do you know what I'm saying I'm just grading papers and teaching so since I'm just grading papers and teaching I'm gonna do some extra stuff with my business y'all my goal is to just like I thought about what impacted me my generational thing that impacted me was that like some people some of my people in my family we didn't we we were those hard workers and I just don't want to be that one that's working all the time and stressed out because I'm working all the time and I can't enjoy anything I can't enjoy a husband who I who I know Lord you're soon sending I can't enjoy my kids I can't do this or that like this and I see like my mom now making sure she's enjoying her kids and her grandkids because she recognizes that as a parent she didn't get to do like that all the time right and I see her fighting to do that now and that was one of the things that I promised myself that I would push myself to do would be able to enjoy my family and support my family as well and it's what I've done um as a young woman and then also thinking about um me saying like like my dad always talked noise to me about like me saying I'm not gonna work on my birthday but for him you know him his thing and his generation is like oh it's just another day that's and that's okay that's that you know that's okay that he feels that way but for me my birthday is spectacular that was the day that the Lord made me that he decided to create this this being and give me life breathe breath into me and push me into this world and I'm gonna cherish that like I do whatever it is I want to do on my birthday and I don't work uh starting at about the age of 20 I always like it was a demand like you had to have me off I was not on any work schedule I don't care what you got going on my birthday is December 26th the day after Christmas and I'm not gonna work so it's been that way since my 20s and I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to work unless I'm doing something with my podcast or my website. Please, please, please. Um, the website has been updated so much within the last 48 hours. And I just want to give a shout out to my brilliant, my very brilliant production manager, Anthony Edwards. 
when I say that young man is beyond brilliant and brilliant and talented and so caring and such a hard worker, it makes no sense. And he's just 17. Um, whatever ideas, if I have a thing that's popping in my head or and he, he just started doing um, his own podcast. So please look up and though antho media is a-n-t-h-o dash m-e-d-i-a he is available on anchor spotify and apple and other podcast platforms as well because he's just distributed through anchor please go look him up his podcast um deals with like different topics as far as like media and technology and he also has a youtube page that is also the same name as well please go and um look him up and just uh like subscribe and that's the big thing you all i'm I'm gonna close out with this (sighs) excuse me I can remember when I first started this journey with like pushing myself to do my business and not being afraid of thinking about like what people were going to think. Um, if people were going to like when I put out my book, oh, did she write this book about such and such or um, is this that or whatever, whatever or um thinking about um, just thinking about like like oh, like the what ifs. Don't think about the what ifs. Do what it is that you want to do for yourself and recognize that just like that bread aisle in every grocery store, there's a multiplicity of breads, all different price ranges. Nobody, nobody in the bread industry is fighting each other to see, oh, well, uh uh-uh, or disliking each other. No, I ain't going to sell my bread because da, da, da. No, they selling their bread and you should do the same. Right. Whatever it is, don't don't be upset. However, you are whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you're doing the things pure with pure intentions and a pure heart and you're doing this for yourself and you're not trying to hurt anybody else. I say go for the gusto. Do it in love. And if somebody hates on you, smile in their face or do like I do, like click like on their on post if they say something crazy, smile at them, send them a text, show them some love because I still love you. I'm not mad at you. I'm going to do me just how you've done you. And don't be, do not be upset at your friends for succeeding or your family members for succeeding. Jump on the train and see how you can succeed too. Like my little sisters and my sisters and brothers, when I say them eight miles have been supporting me up and down, buying books, buying shades, not asking me to give them anything. You know what I'm saying? Not asking like, oh, Keila, I want them. Give me that. No, it's I'm finna buy a book. I'm finna buy these shades. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do this. Right. Support your people. So in that, I ask that you go support Antho Media on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. And I ask that you go to www.akilamiles.com. Please click, click on the 30 something inversion page and you can go across the top and pick whichever podcast platform that you like click on there so you can subscribe and you can hear all of my podcasts every day subscribe to the youtube channel 30 something inversion please go on facebook and like me at 30 something inversion on there also uh please go check out um me on instagram keila miles 03 Keila underscore miles 03 at Instagram dot um, Instagram. That is our um, brand page now. It used to be my personal page, but I've turned it into my brand page because like Mari said, I'm a business man. Thank you all so much. I love you guys. And I hope that tonight I earned every bit of this hour and 25 minutes of your time. Thank you and have a good night.